Good evening, everybody, and welcome to Insight to Insanity with... <laughs> Are you the cackling witch? <laughs> I was about to say, where's Nylon, you old hag? What have you done with him? I'm you. Anyway. Continue, my dear friend. You went from the cackling witch to a psychopath to the devil. <laughs> anyway, we're going. Oh, it is called Say what? It is called insight to insanity. That is true. Okay, we're going to storm through the first topic because it's something Nylon hates. <laughs> The apparent confirmation of Five Nights of Freddy's 4. Now... No! Calm down, Darth Vader. Calm down. Luke, you are my son. Okay. Anyway, I already pretty much covered a little bit of this in the um, Five Nights at Freddy's 4 Opinions video that I did. That is pretty much the most heavily edited video I ever did. For 20 minutes, it pretty much took me, what, two hours to fully edit? And that, that was only because I kept listening to the audio, so the images showed up at the right times. Anyway. Yeah. Me, my friend Haley, and you just pretty much say Lee, you just pretty much say it should have stopped after the first one. Oh, now, I pretty much said that I believe it's a mistake that Scott has confirmed Five Nights at Freddy's Four, and the reason for this is we've already had the big reveal of the villain, aka the purple guy, who turned out to be Springtrap. Mm. We got in the mini games the Atari-esque graphic mini games. We got what happened to him. We got him how he destroyed the suits, released the souls of the children. The children then went after him, and he got forced into the Springlock suit, which killed him. So in other words, a little bit of karma right there. Now we've got Five Nights at Freddy's 4, which apparently takes place after this, from what I understand. Now... I already covered this in the video, but one of the main points people are saying this is Five Nights at Freddy's 4 is when you beat Five Nights at Freddy's 3 and it comes up with the paper clipping saying that it's been burned down. If you enhance that video, if you enhance that picture on the newspaper, you can see Springtrap in the background looking at the tiny Freddy figure. Now, for all intents and purposes, this could mean Springtrap is still alive and still, well, technically alive. He's te he's still out there, which I can understand. Leave it at that. Leave it at that. Just leave it with them knowing he's probably still out there. But instead, we've got Freddy, who apparently a lot of people are calling Fredbear, who was the progenitor, I'm being fancy with my words, the progenitor of the um, Fazbear line, as you have Fredbear, Freddy, Withered Freddy, Toy Freddy. Mm -hmm. So, so Fredbear was the first. I could understand that. I could understand him. I could understand him from the point that it was the beginning. Fredbear was the original suit, 
And then when it went to Fazbear Entertainment, you had Golden Freddy and Golden Bonnie, aka Springtrap. Now, I can understand that, but one of the big things that irritates me is the second teaser image, which shows a which shows Bonnie. And if you look at Bonnie, the Springlock suits or the suits that are meant to be worn have four fingers and a thumb. So the human hand can rest inside them and can be worn easily. Bonnie has four fingers and a thumb, and yet the only wearable Bonnie suit was Springtrap. So where the bloody hell has this suit come from? I'm starting... we've already pretty much discussed this in one of the previous episodes, saying it's pretty much become a cash grab. It's almost like Scott is milking it now. Which... He's been doing that since the second one. Yeah. Which... Well, we can't really deny it now. Toy Chica was pretty much fan service. The whole thing of it has been fan service since the first one. With the children's souls, the Toy Chica, everything he's done after the first one has been nothing but fan service. Because everything in those following games has been what the fans thought it was, and he catered to them, which is why they like it so much. Mm. However, I have one big question that destroys even the first game. Okay. You know what that is? Why you know does he keep coming? Comments? Why does he keep um, coming back? No, you know, in the first game, it says if the power goes out, the animatronics kill you. Yeah. Here's a question. They're on because they're hooked up to a server. A server that's at the restaurant. If the power goes out, the server goes off, the, the animatronic would shut down. Logically, as long as there was power, they're online. Once the power went out, everything about them would go <coughs> Now you're using... No server, no power, no nada. Because obviously they're not running on batteries. <laughs> they're using Duracell AA. <laughs> oh, good, good. But yeah, that one question destroys the first game alone. Yeah, but here's the main thing. You're using logic. <laughs> and as we know, logic doesn't really work. Because a lot of no, people, because a lot of people will say, but they've got ghost spirits in them. I'm sorry, but I'm pretty sure they would not know how to be able to control them suits. As we explained in what the second podcast. Yeah. Just so yeah. you know, I'm just so you know, I'm getting a little bit of interference on your end. <laughs> sorry, phone, because I'm a little further away from my computer. Yeah, it's like. <sighs> You cut in, in and out a little bit. It's not. It's nothing bad. It's just, yeah. I'm just saying. All right. Yeah. I get it. I get it. Okay. Um, so, go on. But my big problem with the uh, with the game, not just that, but in the cash grab, he's catered to the fans like a whore. It's the, no, okay. Look at Five Nights at Fuckboys. <laughs> no, hear me out. While it is a stupid little series going on, mm -hmm. regardless who plays it, 
the funny thing is, it's better than the actual games for two reasons. It's pretty much taking the piss, but it has at the a same better time, story. It's hilarious. And it's meant to be stupid. Just like Deadpool was meant to be stupid. <laughs> when something is meant to be stupid, you know people will play with it as much as they want and they will just go to town on something that's meant to be stupid. I mean, take a look yeah. at Deadpool. Something that's meant to be stupid is literally made out yeah. of fun. You can tell the creators had fun. I mean, and you can tell they just want people to have yeah. a laugh. I mean, you brought up Deadpool. There is a minigame in Deadpool where you get to bitch slap an unconscious Wolverine. Why? Yeah. Why would that be? Yeah, it? no, it's literally five minutes of slapping, and at the very end, at the last lap, he says, and this is for giving an extra five minutes of playability for the game. Slap! <laughs> yeah, but that's... That, in defense, in defense, that's what you'd come to expect from Deadpool, because Deadpool's this over-the-top, fourth-wall-breaking psychopath who just... Of course. Who is random as all balls. I mean, he has a blow-up sex doll in his apartment, which you can blow up in the game. I know. <laughs> oh, the amount of... I mean, he ha like he even takes the black bar, sensor bar, and stretches it. Ah, much it's more fitting. It's a game fitting. meant to be funny. It's a game. While Five Nights at Freddy's yeah. is trying to be serious and logical when it's really not. I mean, you and, and it's me. not even scary because take away the jump scares, it's not exactly frightening. You and me. It'd be a little talked. creepy at first, but yeah. then you'd get overly used to it. Yeah. You and me talked about it in detail of how we would change Five Nights at Freddy's, how we would make it better oh, yeah. with the daytime mode, the way the animatronics reacted to you, and yeah. how they adapted to what you did. I mean, let's face it, would you rather have Chica showing up at your window? then jump-scaring you if you didn't put, close the door down and possibly killing you? Or would you arrive at work, walk into your office, and see Chica fiddling with the security cameras, look at you, and then run out? Almost as if she's done something wrong. Yeah, that's a little creepy. You're like, uh, what should I do? <laughs> I'd start walking around the restaurant with an EMP grenade. <laughs> Get near me, but you're fried. <laughs> and that, you know what that, I would do at that restaurant though? What? Because most pizza places do this, at least here, because like Little Caesars, where um, me and Logan like to get food, they serve uh, chicken wings. Yeah. I, I would order chicken wings just for Chica to deliver herself. <laughs> now I uh, eat them watching her. I am eating your family. I'm pretty sure that if the bitch bit me would hurt a little more. Now, here's something as well that bothers me about Five Nights at Freddy's. It's this whole the bite of 87, and I discussed this in my opinions video. Yeah, the bite of 87 is apparently this, it's when a child got the frontal lobe of his brain, or her brain, bitten off by one of the animatronics. Originally, a lot of people thought it to be Foxy, because, let's face it, he's got the teeth that would actually do it, and he does seem to be the twitchy one. Now, you move, you move on to Five Nights at Freddy's 2, 
and you meet Mangle, all of a sudden Foxy seems like he's not the most likely candidate to do it. Considering, if you follow logic, if they were bitten during the day, and it was Foxy, Foxy would have to get up, walk out of the spare storage room, walk to where the children are, and then bite them. Correct me if I'm for wrong. For no reason. Yeah, bite them for no reason. Correct me if I'm wrong now, one of the employees would see him, and I'm pretty sure would try to stop him. So, Foxy can't really be it if you follow logic. Now, a lot of people are saying, like I mentioned them in the video, these guys called 8-Bit Gaming, Ryan and Ryan. I like them. They come up with some interesting theories and I like them. They're nice guys. They are saying it's now possibly Fredbear, due to him having the sharp teeth and everything. If you guys are listening to this, and I hope to God you are, I have a counter-proposition for you. We know the Bite of 87 took place in Roundabout Five Nights at Freddy's 2, because that's roundabout when the game took place using economics, of all things, and the payment at the end of the week. We know the toy, quotation marks, animatronics were tampered with, and the phone guy even says they were tampered with and that's why they were closed down. So follow my logic here, animatronics that have been tampered with, Kids Cove, the toy version of Pirate's Cove, Mangold, who is pretty much around children every day, and she's being taken apart and put back together. Correct me if I'm wrong now, Nylon, if a machine is tampered with and someone comes up to try and take it, to try and rip it apart and put it back together another way, is there not a chance that that machine might do something in defense? In defense? Maybe not, but out of, like, being quirky now because it's been tampered with, or... Mm -hmm. Something like that, sure. Hell, you can do that to yourself by mistake. You act it up and grab it the wrong way, and it say you grab the wrong wire, and that wire just makes its teeth go, ooh, bite, bitch. Yeah, but here's another point that I'm making. Mangle is around toddlers, roundabout toddlers at Kids Cove. Correct me if I'm wrong now, wouldn't that just be the perfect opportunity to take a bite out of someone? Especially if they're really, really close? Yeah. I say it's Mangle. That is my opinion. Yeah. I say it's Wanna Mangle. Know something really, really funny? What? Despite my loathing for Five Nights at Freddy's. Which is was, very I'm apparent. A, yeah. Scram. I, I'm subscribed. I'm scrambled eggs now. <laughs> I'm subscribed. <laughs> a YouTube channel known as Chilling Tales for Dark Nights. And they speak and they read horror stories. And they had one which was based off of Five Nights at Freddy's revolving around Foxy and a security guard. And I hate to admit it because they pulled out so many cliches and everything like that and honestly, by all regards, I really should hate it but I actually like it, and I fell in love with Fox to the point where I go, I want to hug him. <laughs> it was well written enough, I want to give that fucker a hug. <laughs> that hook gets near my back, though, and pinches me. I will kill him, but I'll hug him. Oh, God. <laughs> I will mangle his ass. But it's funny, and I do recommend anyone who listens to this, definitely check it out. It's a very interesting... Um, 
little take. It, it it's totally caters to the fans' views of what Five Nights at Freddy was. It has an interesting twist at the end that not even I saw coming. And I really fell for Foxy because they they found really good voice actors for it. And they did his voice really well. That's always what I would have pictured his voice to be. Do anyone say Foxy's a girl? Yeah, he doesn't have the curves for it. And let's face it, even Chica in the first game had the curves. <laughs> Granted, I don't know how they thought that face of all was sexy. Like, ooh. Yeah, but you Don't have to something remember. Boom. You have to remember this is the internet. True. <laughs> Do not try and understand there the internet. Only people fapping to images of fucking. Oh, uh, what is the name of that? Uh, Yogi Bear. Oh God. You've just I'm pretty much. Smarter than the average bear. Boo -boo. I'm gonna get me some picnic baskets. <laughs> yeah, Yogi, you definitely need the weight, you fat son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Uh, but yeah, that's pretty oh, much. Yeah. Yogi oh Bear god. Prison Bitch. Boo <laughs> <laughs> boo, would you mind stop ramming me in the house? Oh, Fuck you, okay. bitch. Yeah. <laughs> 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 well, we're pretty much just gonna slide on by Five Nights at Freddy's 4. I think we've said everything that needs to be said or could be said Honestly, about it. Honestly, I'm gonna watch someone do a let's play through it. I don't care who. It'll probably be Markiplier since he's one of the YouTubers who undoubtedly will do it. You know what the funny thing I is, though? stand listening to. You know what the funny thing is, though? Even he said he doesn't know if he wants Five Nights at Freddy's to continue, which I have to agree with. I, I think he said that in, what, the last Five Nights at Fuckboys video he did? No, 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 he did it in the last episode of Five Nights at Freddy's Free. He meant the official series. Uh -huh. That's when I heard it. Hmm. I don't know. I know Jack Septic I might do a playthrough of it. He doesn't really he like kinda, Five Nights He doesn't seem like a very big fan of the whole series in general. No, he didn't finish two or three. No, he, he got fed up with it really quick. Just out of to watch it, but you can tell he very quickly lost interest after the fourth night. But, the, but I doubt he'll actually do a play of it. He'll probably do like one episode. Probably he might do one episode, might maybe two, but I doubt he'll do a proper series on it. Yeah, it's not really a game that captures his him. interest, to be honest. <laughs> I mean, yeah. let's face it. Here's he the thing. Here's he the thing. Much into games like the Escapists, which yeah. the amount of he put into that. I you love the Escapists. I love the Escapists. It's a fun game. Anyway, we're getting sidetracked. Yeah. Let's anyway, get to the next topic. Anyway, just to finish off, I do. I did a series on Five Nights at Freddy's, and I liked it. Problem: I've just grown bored with it, and I still have Five Nights at Freddy's two that I haven't played. Do you even need to play it? No! I already right. know what happens. I'm it's just... not even that you know what happens. You wouldn't... You wouldn't know what happens even if you didn't play the game. Mm -hmm. Now, we're just going Boy. to skip. 
more stress, more bullshit, more fucked up logic. Come play us. No. We're just going to slide right into topic numero due, which is Silent Hills cancelled. Now, for anyone who is a Silent Hills fan, myself included, you know how excited you were when you saw the PT or playable teaser demo, and I'm sorry, but that demo was so damn amazing. I loved it. It was. I thought it was. It was. Fun. It was an amazing demo, and I thought that game is going to be amazing. It's going to be a, probably a better horror than most. See, I the was, Silent Hills. I was looking forward to seeing yeah. it. Hell, I was going to play it. The Silent Hill series is sort of going. It sort of went along the same line as Resident Evil, not in the sense that it went from horror to action. It just sort of lost what made it Silent Hills in the beginning. It just lost what made it Silent Hill. And when you watch you the something? PT demo, what? The thing is, until PT, I thought Silent Hill was absolute crap. From the first to the last, mm. I looked at Silent Hill, I watched everything to do with the games, I looked up shit on the internet, I watched a couple of the movies, one of which I actually liked because it was fun to watch. I laughed my ass off. And I honestly, if anyone ever said, are you a Silent Hill fan? I would say, nope, I'm on the complete opposite side of the track. I can't stand it. And I would defend why, not just because, oh, well, I don't like it because it's popular, or it's not scary, or it's too action. No. I have my own reasons to why I dislike it. <laughs> But PT, however, me being as much of a Silent Hill, I guess you could say antagonist, as I was, I watch it without expect, just expecting the same old, same old, but oh, it's Silent Hill. And next thing you know, I'm going, ooh, that looks good. When's it coming out? I want it. <laughs> I was excited. So was I. I. I don't even have a PS4. I was going to buy a PS4 to play PT. To play the yeah. game. But this is the thing, though. <laughs> Silent Hill sort of fell off the radar after so many crappy games. And then all of a sudden, here comes Hi. this demo. Here comes this playable teaser that just smacks everybody in the balls, slaps them around the face, sits them down at a couch, hands them the PS4 controller, and says, PLAY THIS BITCH! And I doubt anybody would have said no. That was an amazing trailer. It had a lot of what a horror should have. The, here's the thing, though. It fucked with your mind. Oh, Like, the baby alone screwed with your head so much. My one complaint well. it was gonna have from fucking Walking Dead. Like I don't <laughs> like him as an actor. He's a cool guy if you watch the interviews he does. Like there's one time he even pranks the the guy who plays the main actor. What do you call him now? I don't know. The guy uh, who plays Rick. Yeah. Oh god, I have, I have fallen behind them. Like I've watched every season but the newest season of The Walking Dead. I've, I've fallen, only I forgot. I've only watched three seasons. That is how much I have fallen out with fall with Walking Dead. It's a good show. I don't like some things, but it's a good show and it has proper songs, which is what drew me in. Proper songs. 
And it has a good story. I like the story. And even people who said it was going to suck actually ended up liking it. Um, and they actually did really, like, t- true to the comics. Like, if you look at the comics and you look at the actors in the show, they actually kept it. Like, even the actors look like the people in the comic books look. It's like... Yeah. Now, here's which the thing. is what I thought was amazing. I don't hate Walking Dead. I can say I've lost touch with it. That doesn't mean I hate it. I don't hate it. I like it. But it just doesn't grip me do. as much as the previous seasons did. Like, season one, season two, season three. Watched every single episode. Love them. Season four comes along and I'm just like, meh. I just sort of lost interest. I like them. My one complaint was, after all the times you assholes have gotten separated... Would you not have a contingency plan by now? <laughs> Seriously? I would have a contingency plan before the first time. You would have a contingency You would have a contingency plan for the contingency plan of the contingency plan. That does sound like me being as pessimistic as I am. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. You'd have With a all back- the free time on your hands, I'd be planning them out. You'd have a backup so for the plan. What happens if we fall? We have this plan. What happens if that falls through? We have this plan. What about that plan? That plan. What about that plan? That plan. That's how paranoid I would get. <laughs> You'd have a backup for the backup for the backup for the backup What if somebody sneezes? Kill him! <laughs> what if you sneeze? Don't shoot me! <laughs> you need me to make the plans. Oh, God. You're right. You don't know shit. Good puppy. Even if I'm a zombie, I'll be smarter than you. <laughs> oh, good God. But uh, yeah, back to Silent Hills. That sounds like something I say. Back to Silent Hills. What I'm saying is that game yeah. had great atmosphere. It had amazing atmosphere. Oh, yeah. It was so damn creepy. Like that baby fetus whatever the thing is in the kitchen and I keep saying in the kitchen in the bathroom sink I'm sorry I spent like five minutes I paused paused the video and I leaned in looking at that thing for five minutes just going what the hell is that thing (laughs) you know what it looked like it looked like the thing that pops out of the guy's stomach in um, Spaceballs at the end of the movie oh that I'm taking the piss out of the chest burster yeah. I thought it looked like that thing from um, Eraserhead. I thought it looked like the baby from Eraserhead. Hello, my baby. Hello, my darling. Hello, my darling. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what that's what Silent Hill should be. Silent or if you've Hill. ever seen, go on. Or if you've ever seen like Brinkleberry, where Steve gets pregnant and <laughs> he just has that huge tumor, which is not the baby. It was actually a tumor. <laughs> That's what it looked like to me, that just big-ass tumor. But yeah, that's definitely what Silent Hill should be. That's a good horror. Like, even though you're not really You can't really have much silent in Silent Hill yeah. when you're shooting everything. Even though you're not really a fan of the previous Silent Hill games, Silent Hill has always had this reputation for being the mindfuck series. The series that fucks with your minds and creeps you out with all the weird and freaky creatures. And fair enough. Like the only one I would really say that bugs me is Pyramid Head. I'm sorry, I love that guy. <laughs> and then you've got um, you've got PT that showed up, and you have something like that in the bathroom sink. And I spent five minutes looking at the damn thing. It freaks you out. 
And you had him. You had him. Who was it you had working on it? When it starts talking to you and about your wife and shit, that was just like, oh, that's good mind fuck. There's also that, that um. Cripples, yeah. There's also the bloody bag. You know, in the room you wake up in, if you go, if you look at the table behind you, there's a bloody bag that just starts talking, and you're like, yeah. Um, what it? What is it? You and why are you talking? More importantly, how are you talking? <laughs> and it, it was good. I liked yeah, it. It was very, very good. Like you had Guillermo del Toro. You had Kojima, and Kojima is known for his mind fucks. That's the guy in the Metal Gear Solid series. So he's the guy who created Metal Psychomantis. Have you ever heard of Psychomantis? Yeah. You know what he did when you went into the boss file, how he fucked with your controller and everything? No. <laughs> well, I said I know about him, I don't say I know him. Okay, well, basically, like, just, just to fill you in, when you went through the fight with Psychomantis, he spoke directly to the player, like he completely disregarded Snake, he just spoke directly to the player, said he's taking control of your controller port, so every time you tried to move or summon, it didn't do anything, or it did a completely different action, so you had to take out your controller, put it in the second port, just to gain re-control of your character. <laughs> Which is a good mind fuck. That is a good thing to do. And he Yeah, that's a good way yeah. to like some people would complain about it, but that's actually pretty good. Well Psychomantis is a good was way pretty, of like Yeah. Psycho it Man actually makes the player themselves a little paranoid. Yeah. And it also fitted in with the character of Psychomantis who was brought up to be this assassin isk character who had telekinetic powers. He was a psychic. He could read your mind and he had telekinetic powers. So it sort of fit into his character that he could mind fuck with the game and break the fourth wall. And he was also working on Silent Hills. You had another guy working on it who was the writer behind Uzumaki, I believe it is, which is apparently a very good horror manga in Japan. I have to have a look at it. And he's apparently a very good person with horror. So you had Guillermo del Toro, Guillermo del Toro, sorry who worked on Pan's Labyrinth and The Devil's Backbone. You had Kojima, and you had, um, I can't remember his name. Oh, uh, what's his name now? Um, I can't remember his name. But you see where I'm going with this. It had this cast behind it. It had this group of people yeah. who really knew what they were doing and who had really good commitments uh -huh. to them. And then all of a sudden it just fell through. For whatever reason, you know what, it um, fell through. Speaking of horror, you know what some of my favorite horror movies are? What? House on Haunted Hill. I love Vincent Price in it. He's amazing. And, I, and I'm not talking about the remake. The remake was really good, too. I liked that one, too. But I was actually talking about um, the original, the black <laughs> and white. He knew what he was doing. Vincent Price was an amazing actor. And then there was uh, House of a Thousand Corpses from Rob Zombie, which was amazing. I love it. It's funny as hell to me. Especially when the clown, like the clown guy who's supposedly like one of the psychos that kills you. He's, when you're robbing him, guess what he's saying? The guy's going, give me the money. He goes, fuck your mama. Give me the money. Fuck your grandma. Give me the money. Guy comes in, knocks the other one on the floor, 
Then the clown puts his foot on the guy's chest, aims the magnum at his face, and goes, and most of all, fuck you. Bam! Bam! And instead of anything else, guess what the clown guy starts doing? What? He goes, motherfuckers, I'm a bitch got blood all over my favorite clown shoes. <laughs> to me, that was like, oh, I love this clown. <laughs> I would hug him. I would shoot him, but I'd hug him. That is amazing. It was amazing. And then, then the second movie, The Devil's Rejects. Oh, that was funny. Where the guy is, they're having the other two hostage, and the one of their sisters, who's actually Rob Simpson's wife, uh, Rob Zombie's wife. Yeah, his wife plays like, in quite a few of his movies. Yeah, and he apparently doesn't really have a problem with her being nude and all that shit, and blah, blah, blah. Well, I doubt he... Personally, yeah. I'm a little over, God, that's mine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's yeah. me. But, you know, but, uh, I think if you're going to put, like, your wife or your husband or someone like that in a movie and it does involve nudity, you've got to be okay to do it. I mean, um, say what you like about the Resident Evil movies, but Mina is also married to the director of those movies, and she's naked in pretty much all of them. Except maybe the last one. Yeah. So, I don't know. As you were saying. But, um, and there's that part, and I love this scene because of this. She's dancing, and the, um, the other one's looking at, the her brother is looking at one of the hostages, the male who's there with his wife. Mm-hmm. And he's going, wait, you getting horny about that, huh? He's like, no, I'm married. Excuse me, you're telling me you're not getting horny about that? About that fine woman? And he's like, and so he scares the guy into saying yes. And he's like, hey, puts the gun at the guy's head. That's my sister. And the guy's oh like, I'm sorry. He's like, what? You don't think she's pretty enough for you? Oh and he's literally God. fucking with the guy. And it's funny as hell because the guy keeps walking into it. <laughs> He's basically going, uh, I will force you to say what I want you to say, and then bitch slap you for saying it. Yeah! And then, and then there's the part where he's gonna kill the guy, and he, the other one's like, oh, please God! And he's like, oh, wait, who are you? You're calling God on me? You son of a, you're gonna call Obama behind my back to God, okay. Call God to strike me down. And the guy starts... And literally, the guy starts going, I pray to all the rainbows and the puppies and whatnot. <laughs> and guess what the villain does? What? He starts pretending he's wobbling like, oh, oh, no. Yeah, okay, see, that it isn't working. It isn't working. <laughs> oh, I'm going to kill you now. And then he bashes the son of a bitch's face in with a shovel. <laughs> I'm like, I love these people. They're horrible people, but I love them. But the oh, funniest God. part of all of it. The funniest part. Well, not the funniest, but one of the funniest. Fucking, uh, one of the hostages that they had tortured, raped, everything you can imagine. And she's running into the road. This big semi-truck. And stretches her entrails about five miles down the highway. The cop gets there and he goes, I'm sure this is some kind of record. <laughs> Best line ever. You know what? I know I can't remember the name of the movie, but you would love this. Basically, these guys get taken hostage by terrorists, right? And they yeah. one of them's a dentist, of all things. One of them's a dentist. <laughs> so they go and they take the dentist guy away for torture. And the only guy there who's actually had military training, he's there. And you'd imagine he'd try and break out. You'd imagine he'd try and do something. He's just sitting there. So, the youngest of them goes, 
aren't we gonna break out? We gotta help him. And he just goes, who? He goes, the dentist. And he just looks at him and goes, I don't think he needs help. They're going to torture him. Yeah, I know. He still don't need help. And he goes, how can, <laughs> he goes, how can you say that? And he goes, give it five minutes. So he goes back to sitting like that. Five minutes later, all you hear is screaming, right? And of course, the younger, the youngest one assumes it's the dentist. It isn't. <laughs> all of a sudden, the door gets kicked open, and the dentist walks through, looking like some kind of bloody Hannibal. And he's dragging the torso of one of the terrorists by his entrails. <laughs> he drops it on the floor, he unties them both, and the guy looks at him and goes, What did they do? And he goes, Motherfucker tried to take out my tooth. <laughs> so he then kicks open the barn door. This guy apparently has a kick that will open every single door. The terrorists are stupid enough to leave an army truck with an MG on it outside. So he gets on the back of that, loads it up, they all come out like lambs to the slaughter, and he just goes, Time to see the dentist. And then he just starts unloading on them. <laughs> oh, that reminds me of one of those really shitty movies that, surprisingly enough, they got a couple good actors in. Like, um, like don't get me one wrong. of them being yep, Bruce Willis. Ooh. Yeah, and it was like I'm, I'm like if I say this one scene, you'll probably know the movie where the guy has a jar full of testicles from people who fuck with him. That does sound familiar, but I can't remember the yeah. name of it. Yeah, and they're all turning into zombies and whatnot. Yeah, 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 yeah. And the funny, one of the funniest parts, to me at least, was when they're riding into battle, going with, you have the badass rock music in the background, you're like, yeah! You see the leader of the group on a mini scooter. He's <coughs> going, no, no, no. End it, end the suffering now! Or his stripper girlfriend who now has an M16 assault rifle strapped to her fucking leg. What? He's rescuing her out of the hospital. She's like, I only have one leg. He's like, oh yeah. Breaks off a piece of wood, shoves it in her leg, and like, there you go. Uh, no, that doesn't work like that, but that's pretty funny. <laughs> uh, oh my god. It was uh, a funny movie. I didn't take it seriously. But it was funny enough to watch. No, uh, the one I was for, talking about. For it the was scene where the guy's going, "Where's Johnson? Let me see, Johnson. Where are you? Tell the captain to fuck off. I'm getting my dick wet." Guy goes back to the captain. Captain, he told you to fuck off. He's trying to get his dick wet. Captain goes, "Damn it! I told him to get his dick wet when this is over." Like, oh my what? god! Where is the logic in this? I don't know. But despite all that, despite how stupid it was, I still watched the movie and laughed my ass off. Oh, you know what you've just reminded me of? Yo, mama! No, the one, uh, the movie I was talking about, I can't remember the name of it, but it was so damn stupid. Like, it was one of those silly comedy movies that you couldn't help but love. Basically, the dentist dies, mm -hmm. right? At the end of the movie, the dentist dies. And his body is so mangled and burned that they can't identify, they can't identify him. So they go for the dental records. <laughs> so they try. So the coroner is getting ready to remove the tooth, 
the veteran guy comes in and goes, Don't touch the teeth. And he just goes, <laughs> he just goes um, I need the teeth to do the to do the dental work. So the veteran guy gets escorted out and he's just like, fucking crazies, man. So he puts the clamps on the tooth, all of a sudden the corpse of the dentist jumps up and starts beating the coroner with the pliers. Yeah. <laughs> and all the time, <laughs> and all the time, he is screaming, don't touch my teeth. <laughs> I was watching this and I just went, okay, never fuck with a dentist. <laughs> it's they, not as kinky as it sounds. No, they will screw you over. <laughs> but anyway, we. Ew. I don't want to know about your last dental visits. Shut up. Anyway, we got a little <laughs> bit off topic, but as we were saying, I really wanted PT to come out. I really liked the look of PT, and I thought it was going to be an amazing horror game. But for some reason. Everybody thought it. Yep. Even PewDiePie thought it was going to be amazing. But for some reason it just fell through. And there is apparently a petition to restart the project. So, you never know, it could come back. But right now, it's cancelled. You know what I think it was? I think it was the, um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, whoever plays Daryl, I think it was because of the show he was just too busy to work on it, and that's why they had to cancel. What, Norman Reedus? Yeah, him. Because you have to admit, with that show and all mm. the flying around and the interviews and all that, it would be really hard for him to work on that. Yeah, but Especially also... when the show that's making him famous and paying his bills is going all over the place. Yeah, but from what I've also heard as well, from what I read, apparently he had something to do with Kojima's longtime producer as well, so I don't really know what the reason is. It could be but a you know what made reasons. me really happy recently? And what? I wanted to bring this up really quick. What? Even though we're going to get more into this on another topic. If you've played Overlord, you know that game is amazing. Overlord 2 did not disappoint. It was amazing. Every Overlord has been a pure amazing. Then, very recently, on a Facebook page of someone who has the name of Gnarl, he posted after a few years of inactivity, evil always finds a way, which is a very popular saying in the game series. And then the creators of the game posted under him, Evil always finds a way. Which made me go, oh, Overlord 3? So I've been giddy and watching and waiting for news for Overlord 3. Because Overlord is one of my top favorite series ever. Like this Overlord 2, I remember Overlord 2 for the. I remember Overlord 2 for many reasons, but one of the first reasons I remembered it was when you show up in the Arctic and one of the minions says something and you suddenly start on a quest to beat the hell out of every baby seal you see. <laughs> yeah. Or, or Gnarl who sees a pan and goes, It's so fluffy! Oh my god, my eyes! Kill it! Kill it with fire! <laughs> Or the first game where you go to the 
the really lush area. It's really pretty and calm, and he's like, this lush green paradise. He looks up to the overlord. Try not to breathe it in, my lord. <laughs> Foul air. <laughs> and then he's talking about later in the tower. He's like, I think I need to go into a dark corner and bumble something. I'm just like, Gnarl, I love you! <laughs> and some of the jokes Gnarl made with the female servants, oh, gods. <laughs> to where Gnarl would say something, the female servant would, If that Gnarl comes near me again, I'm going to kick him in the head! And then you just hear Gnarl over on the other side going, And then the jester in the first game where you can just run around beating the snot out of him. <laughs> I can't remember, what was the name of that elf everybody hates in Overlord 2? The one who's really... Florian. Lor Lorian? Is that his name? Florian. 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 Oh, I'm yeah. sorry, but I hate that son of a bitch. Isn't there a... I hated it, I thought it was funny at the same time. I remember when you were about to enter the Enclave and he just goes, Do not let him in! He is an enemy of everything that's fluffy and cute. And I'm just like, I am so going to kill you. And then, <laughs> no, literally when he did that, I was going, I am going to kill you with fire. I will fucking murder you. <laughs> but you know what one of the best things was? What? The hunter going, looking at the Yeti going, Hey, this is my Yeti! I got a permit from the Empire to hunt here! He hits the Yeti on the head. The Yeti smacks him and he flies off into the distance. And then later on, you get to a guy who's in the floor, head first, only sees his legs wiggling. He's like, I'm gonna get that fucking Yeti! And I'm like, I love this game! <laughs> I, I think it's after. I think it's after the first visit, the first enclave thing from Florian. Doesn't Gnarl end up saying, "Goddamn hippie people, you need to kill them, my lord." <laughs> uh, or when you see the mermaids and he's like, "A big fat bloated oaf for vain fish." <sighs> what I'd give for some salt and melted butter. <laughs> oh my Gnarl, I love you. <laughs> Oh my god, do you know what the really but funny thing is, though? Amazing. The amount of freedom you had in it. You know what the really funny thing is, though? And I say this. This is why I say never piss off a British person. Okay, because when Florian said that and I went, I am going to kill you. I remember when you get captured by the Empire and he dies in the gladiatorial arena. And I was like, no! They've taken my chance of vengeance! I don't know why, but I felt like I had to get revenge on him for some reason. And then you end up having to do this mission where, um, you can corrupt the queen or whatever it is. I don't know if it happens after yeah. or before. But you end up yeah, getting to corrupt, corrupt her and make her one of your mistresses. Yeah, here's the thing though. I went up to it, she started saying and it's like the option to corrupt. Like if you put too much power in her, you can corrupt her. And I just went, hmm. And I just had this really big smirk on my face and I went, Florian, if your spirit is watching this, I'm gonna make sure you see every dirty moment. <laughs> <laughs> and yes, oh, right I after the, the and yes, right after we got back to the tower, I immediately bought all the upgrades just so I could bang her. And right after that, I went, "Well, Florian, if you're watching, you've just had a very good show, and I bet you're pissing yourself because you got none." <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm sorry, but we You so ain't got none of that. I got lots of it. And I'm sorry. It's but so I was one of the guys who accidentally, like, I was picking my favorite things out of all the upgrades. Yeah. I actually ended up getting all three inviting me to the bedroom at once. And I was like, oh? <laughs> okay. <laughs> the minions watching in the curtains, like, oh, shit. <laughs> I'm sorry, but when it comes to some games, I can become a very evil son of a bitch. <laughs> and I will take okay, my time. Okay, you say British, because you're British, you have to be nice. All I have to say in counter to that, the counter to British people being nice people, Jack the Ripper. I will agree with that. Possibly the best serial killer who ever lived. Yep. And one of the most noble. Because literally, as long as you weren't a prostitute, you had nothing to fear. Which is why I say, never fuck with a British person. Because you never know who might kill you. <laughs> or oh, better yet. The one that'll fuck you over. Get between a British man and his tea, he would see you dead. <laughs> or better yet, better yet, do what I do. It's the same for me, but it's between me and my donut, I will kill you! I, I thought it was coffee. I thought it was coffee for you. Oh no, I love my coffee, but you get between me and a Boston cream donut, your life is on the line. Your life is forfeit. <laughs> there was um there was a time uh, there you was know, a, actually there was um I We pretty much skipped off yeah. this topic. Let's let's get to the next one. Hold on. I'm gonna I'm gonna finish with this. There was a time in Overlord 2, I can't remember if it was a cutscene or something. But there was um one of these humans fell down to his knees and just started pleading with you. And you had the uh, option of either killing him or letting him go. And I stood there for about a minute and I went, bow down to the overlord. And I whacked his head off with a mace. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought, I am loving this. <laughs> anyway, this brings us, this actually is a kind of a, this is a good bridge, I should say, between the last topic and this one, because the next topic is Indie versus AAA. Ooh. And I thought this would be a good one. Now, I have to say this, as far as Indie, there's a lot of very good Indie games. If Here's a good example just for horror. Um, you have Outlast, very which good. was AAA. Outlast it was, was a very indie. good game. Really? Outlast was indie. It was indie, but it had I people. I thought it was working. made by like AAA people. It was made by people who knew what they were doing, but officially it was indie. They did it on their own. Uh, they didn't well, do it through the studio. Let's look at the Evil Within, which was a horrible game, just all around horrible. Mm -hmm. And that was a AAA title. And that wasn't was supposedly it? a horror. Then look at Amnesia: The Dark Descent, which was an indie, which is. Still to this day, if you ask any person who's played it, the most frightening game you'll ever touch. Here's the funny thing, though. Just going back to the old topic, would you, if PT hadn't been canceled and it came out as Silent Hills, do you think Silent Hills would have been scarier than Amnesia: The Dark Descent, or would you think it would have been on par, or do you think Amnesia would have been better? This is like speculating if, if it came PT, out. Yeah, I would play it myself because I did play Amnesia the Dark Descent mm -hmm. and there was one time I actually did scream like a bitch because I turned the corner because I thought I heard the thing coming from like ah you're not gonna find me motherfucker I haven't gotten caught by you yet I'm gonna get caught by you now so I close the door I turn around the fucking thing is right in front of me <laughs> I'm going ah! 
and I am bolting out of that room running like, oh shit, 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 oh shit. I must have said oh shit like 500 times before I finally got to the fucking um, kitchen and I'm hiding behind the rotting pigs like, when he finally left, I left. Wasn't there, I think it was Markiplier who closed the door and he's like, you ain't gonna get me, bitch. Turns around and he's running right out of it. He's just like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> no, that was PewDiePie, sadly. Oh, yeah. That was in his actual play of the game. I Which proves that. I did watch PewDiePie way back when. Yeah, before the face cam and everything. Yeah, even before the face cam, I was watching him. Yeah. I watched him play through Per Number uh, Black Plague, I which is a surprisingly solid game. I thought that was pretty good. I did good. like it. You know what the problem was? What? The voice in your head, Cletus, I think his name was? Yeah. I loved him. There is, um... Just him calling you monkey was funny. There is, um, the... the... Got any thoughts, monkey? There was Penumbra... <laughs> there was Penumbra Overture, which is the first title in the series. Then you have Prenumbra yeah. the Black Plague, which is the second title in the series. And then you have a Russian-made game, which is apparently the third installment, called Prenumbra Necrophage, I think it is. Hmm. And Cletus has a deeper Russian voice, but his voice wow. works. It works. I love <laughs> Just like when he would make you run into enemies and like, ooh, did I do that? <laughs> one thing I remember- I was like, Cletus, I hate you, but I love you. One of the things I remember from Black Plague is when one of those monsters is running after you, so you drop, like, this massive cargo container on them, and then it turns out it was the doctor all along. Yeah. And then Cletus just goes, you killed her! You're only I thought you were in on the joke, I mean. Oh my god, you fell for it! And I'm like, Cletus, I love and hate you so much! <laughs> oh my god. He was amazing. He was like the best part of that whole game. He really was. He was very well done. For as inactive as he was, considering he only really messed with your head and spoke to you, he was very, very well done. Like when he hides the door from me, when he makes you go back, and he's like, see, I can control what you see. See? The <laughs> Which door. was a good way to make sure you understood what happened when he made you kill the doctor. Yeah. It was just Cletus fucking with your brain. <laughs> like the whole line of, ah, didn't you actually like her? And I was just like, I fucking love this guy, but I hate him too. <laughs> uh, I remember I watched. Playthrough and I, I went Cletus. If I was there, I would rip you out of my brain with an ice pick. <laughs> uh, but you know what was sadly one of my favorite things to do in the game because I actually did play. It was to grab the little fetuses out of the jars and start throwing them around the room, trying to like basketball hoop them in the trash bins. <laughs> what, what <laughs> the hell, dude? To this day, I never could do it. What the hell, I dude? What the hell, dude? What? Oh my god. Some people play with balls. Some people play with themselves. I play with dead fetuses. <laughs> Perfectly normal. Oh my god. But, but yeah, talking about good indie games off the top of my head, um, Subnautica. 
Outlast. Outlast. Um, the Escapists. Um, there's a game I play. I'm not sure if it's indie, but I do believe it is. And it's known as Dark. And I know the RPG Minx has played it. And like, very obscure game. Not many people even really know about it. But I am a big fan of the game, despite it has a couple problems here and there. Um, and it doesn't exactly fit some of my quotas of what a real vampire is, but playing the actual game, I, I really enjoyed it. It's a great mix of action, story, and uh, strategy, which I really enjoyed. And I do believe it's indie-made, and it's very talented, and it's all hand-drawn, too. But uh, what else was a good indie game? What else was a pretty good indie game? Um, I would have to say what Fez. Was it? Fez. I liked Fez. I thought Fez was pretty good. You know, it's one indie game you have to try. What? It's called Necro. N E K R O. Mm-hmm. It so is a really fun game to play. Like, there's even an achievement in it called Pork Popper. And that achievement is for killing 30 pigs. I am the Pork Popper, fear me! Oh, there's another achievement God. known as Cock Block, which is you kill 30 chickens. <laughs> it's a really funny game. Now, when it comes to AAA, there are sort of two distinctive types. You've got the AAA developers, who cherish what they do, and they really work to make it work. Yeah. Like, um, one game off the top of my head, Alien Isolation. Does anyone want hmm. to Does anyone want to disagree that that game was not fantastic? Well, I have a mixed view on it because they kept it true to Alien. Like, if it was a movie... It would be just like every other Alien movie. It would be pure nostalgia. Yeah. They've kept it that, like, old tech feel yeah. of the Alien game. Which I really what they liked. thought futuristic tech would be. Which was a really good homage. And the Alien looked perfect. It had the decent story. The only problem with the game is it became very repetitive and very predictable. That I will agree with. That I The storyline, it's a cliche, but hey. It worked. Alien as it was was a cliche, and it worked. But I never really found Alien to be, like, horror. I always felt it was more of a thriller. Mm. The suspense was very well done, I thought. The suspense was very well done, especially when you knew the alien was about. It was done very well in the beginning, but after the hospital scene, like, after... You see the doctor get eaten, it became very repetitive right there. Mm, I can see that. Because up until then, they did it very well. Even when you're leaving that one office and the alien comes down and starts patrolling that little circle, that was very well done, in my mind. After that, however, I have to say it became very repetitive. You know what? Let's go on to possibly one of the biggest AAA franchises, and let's just... Let's just say something that will piss off so many people. <clears throat> Are you ready for this? Get ready for the flame. Get ready with the flame shield. <laughs> Get ready for the flame shield because the mobs are coming. <clears throat> <laughs> I'm gonna say this very, very slowly. Call 
of duty is shit. <laughs> oh, and I, you know what? I'm gonna make the flames bigger. Battlefield. You know what the funny thing is, though? I've played Call of Duty and I've played Battlefield. I prefer Battlefield over Call of Duty. Here's the thing. I've played Call of Duty, I've played Battlefield, and I will say right now, the only reason those games are at all possible and at all popular and at all famous and have and make even the slightest bit of money they do is because of the multiplayer. That I will agree with. Without the multiplayer, those games would be heard of, but not really heard of. They wouldn't be half as big. And let's face it, after the first two Call of Duties, where I believe multiplayer was introduced, I'm not sure, because I'm not a big Call of Duty fan. I think one of, I think the main Call of Duty where multiplayer was added was World at War. Am I right on that? World at War? I think that's Probably. like, I think that's like, because that's when Zombies was introduced, I believe. Like, that was when it was first yeah. introduced. Possibly. But up until then, yeah, it had its co-op and whatnot, but still. It was Dude. a decent game. Now, after that, ugh, the only, the only, and I can't even touch the new one. The new one's just making one of <laughs> Seriously. Advanced but Warfare. War, but, like, Black Ops, the first one. Mm -hmm. That one... The only way I could play it, because I did have the game, I got rid of it, was literally for zombies. And yeah. even then, I couldn't really bother long, because I'd get bored. Like, it was one of those, you're extremely bored things, let's kill something. Yeah. But the whole game as it is, I have a, I, I don't know, I don't see the fun in it. It's very boring to me. No. To be and I know a lot of people, and I know everybody I know, even Logan, will say the only saving grace to Call of Duty or Battlefield is the multiplayer. Mm, I can agree with that. No. They, they shouldn't even make a campaign. They should make it strictly multiplayer. Can I talk? Maybe. <laughs> what I was trying to say was, in my sort of opinion, I played... Call of Duty One. I played it mainly when it, I played it mainly when it was like the World War Two setting, which I really loved. I thought that worked very, very, very well. One of my favorite shooters mm -hmm. of all time is a game called Brothers in Arms. I can't remember which one I played, but I loved it because it just <laughs> had it just had this World War Two setting, which for some reason I can't help but love. I don't know why, but I just love it for some reason. And then you get to... I played Black Ops 1. I tried it with multiplayer. Eh. I got to, like... I got to the top rank of second prestige, and I just thought, nope, I'm done. I don't even get why people are so enamored with the prestiges. It's just like, you go all the way to the top just to start all the way back at the bottom. I don't understand this. I do not get this. It's the same thing with Counter-Strike. It's a really shitty thing. It's literally because you can kill people and be a dick. And another then you have the elitists who want to be doing all the trick moves and all this and all that. And I'm just going, shut you up! Know, you know what the funny thing is, though? I will say this. I will say this. I did have this one funny moment where <laughs> I had no ammo in my primary, so I was just running around with a revolver. This guy jumped from the top of a balcony, like this low-level balcony, 
like a factory balcony. Does a, does a 360 with a sniper rifle. I know exactly what he's trying to do, right? So here's the thing, the moment I see him start to spin, I stop in place. I aim. He lands, before he even spins fully around, I blow his brains out. <laughs> and I'm just like, if you're gonna try and do that, make sure the guy doesn't fucking see you. Otherwise he will aim at you. <laughs> Which I will say did make me laugh, but that was pretty much one of the only good moments I had. Now with Battlefield, I like Battlefield for a number of reasons. One, it's larger. I do prefer the larger maps. I love the wide open maps. I love they add in the vehicles, because let's face it, if it's going to be a military shooter and you don't have vehicles in it, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> I like the gadgets. I like the different gadgets that every class has, and they don't even need to be offensive. Like you have, um, for example, let's say Battlefield 4. As assault, you can get smoke grenades, so if you need to obscure something or to like heal someone or put down a medic or revive someone, you can just throw out a smoke grenade, cover you and your allies in smoke, and instantly you've got more chance to survive. And it did have more of a multiplayer sort of thing, it did have a more of a cooperative sort of feel to it, whereas with Advanced Warfare especially, that seems to have been thrown out of the window and everybody is trying to be Rambo incarnate. Yeah. And another thing as well that irks me about Call of Duty, and this is something that's really irked me from the moment I played multiplayer, what is the point of the killstreaks making the good better? That's like giving the people who don't play shooters or the newbies, like me, at the beginning, a complete disadvantage. Yeah. I never understood the need of killstreaks, at least in Call of... I almost said at least in Call of Duty then. At least in Battlefield, when you got to a certain amount of killstreaks or something, you got like a medal or a badge that gave you XP bonuses. These things you want! And it even rewarded you for melee strikes because you got the dog tags from the person you knifed. That to me seems more rewarding. That to me seems more rewarding than killstreaks that just genuinely make the game feel unbalanced. True enough. Like, you can pretty much say that about any military shooter. You can complain quite a lot about military shooters. Modern day military shooters especially. But this is why I like games like Sniperly Nazi Zombie Army, because it, it does have a, this cooperative edge where you do have to work together, otherwise you can be screwed pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. And that's not modern day, that's more set in World War II and Elseworld World War II. But like I said, I love World War II settings. I don't even care, I love World War II <laughs> settings. Everyone does. It's, it's a thing. Like zombies, it's a thing. Mm. Like, people will say zombies is the most beaten horse there is, and fair enough. It is. But here's the thing though. People still love it. Which is why. People it, will still eat them up. Which is why it will still be around for many years to come. You can complain about zombies. And speaking of indie games, like we were speaking of earlier, mm -hmm. there's an indie game known as Undead Overlord that I am very interested in playing. Where you take control of the horde. And you can yeah, do some you pretty Yeah, you start with a zombie things. and you build a horde and it take over. 
And I thought, ooh, that's something different. That's something fun. I want to do that. Granted, there'll be the people going, oh, I want to be the survivor. Oh, I don't like this. Or, oh, I want more specials. No, this is fun. Let's kill shit. <laughs> they do have special units. Do my disliking, but I'm still willing to play the game. Excuse me. What sort of special unit is a body limp with a giant fucking brain with alien spines coming out of it with an eyeball? I know, I know. No, 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 this isn't directed at you. This is to them people who say they want more specials. I'm sorry, I would stick with that thing. Because that thing would terrify anyone. And it's not even realistic by any means. It's one of them games like, where just looking at it, you can tell it's meant to be one of these games where you mess around and just have fun in it, not even taking it seriously. I know. But I still would have preferred they stuck to pure zombies. Because that, to me, seems yeah. more fun. And probably less done, if anything. I think the reason... Because you use special zombies. Yeah. Okay, games with special zombies. Um, all of them? Very few games don't have special zombies, if they have zombies in them. Even the Call of Duty and fucking Sniper Elite have them. Granted, they're not as ridiculous. Here's what I have to say with Sniper Elite, though. And I only really say this because, for some reason, I think it works. In Sniper Elite, in the Nazi zombie thing, at least Hitler did something with some sort of occult artifact or something like that that made it happen. So, I don't know. I mean, take a look at the yeah, occult that's, general. That's why I. That's why I let it fly. I mean, look at the occult you general. Don't know how he did it? Yeah. I mean, he even makes reference to it in Sniper Elite Nazi Zombie 2 at the beginning intro, which I don't really spoil much. But apparently there's three pieces, and he started the apocalypse, he started the zombie army with one piece. Pinky. So he kind of screwed himself over in that regard. I wonder if the other two pieces come into play. Uh, from what I understand, through Sniper Elite Nazi Zombie 2, you, um, or it might be the end of the first game. I know in one of the games you find one of the pieces, and then in the third game from Trilogy, for Zombie Army Trilogy, you collect the other two pieces and then you fight Hitler in a Hellmouth. The Hellmouth actually opens and you get to kill Hitler. Ooh. So yeah. But it does come full circle and you do have to find the free artifacts in order to hmm. stop him, in order to close the Hellmouth. From what I yeah. understand. And even though Nazi Zombie Army does have those, like, go get this stuff thing, like a lot of games do, which is yeah. cheesy, they make it interesting just with the random zombie spawns, just with the yeah. little bits of dialogue they throw in, and then you, the sieges. You and me talked about this when we were playing the library mission to recover the Book of Souls, where, oh. um, where um, you had to collect the pieces of the door, and every time you collected yeah. one of the pieces, this really creepy little girl voice would come on going, one, two... It would do its, this very, really creepy, but really well done Five, version. six, up the river, river of sticks. sticks. Up the river sticks. 
kiss my butt cheeks. And then it goes, 9, 10, he's risen again. I'm referring to the Which made general. you go, oh crap, who is it? Yeah, because I immediately, and I know who it is, I know who it is. Because, guess what? You fight him in the last level. Oh really? Yeah. Let me guess, Occult General. Yeah, it's the Occult General. Lovely! He comes back. He's gonna be... Oh, oh guess that's what? gonna be fun. Oh, and guess what? In the third game, you also deal with Infernal Demons who turn the Nazi zombies into enraged suiciders who charge at you and explode. Yay! Fun! fun. You've got the summoners who are a miniature version of the occult generals who can summon hordes that they will and I believe heal no the summoners raise the dead so every zombie that you kill they will bring back to life what if you shoot it at all? um... I don't know I think that's the only real way to kill them so well, I don't know there goes my tactic of thin out the ore yeah they're pretty much putting a stop to that. Then you've got the ones that are, um, you know how skeletons are like the most annoying enemy oh. in the game? They have, a, they have upgraded versions in armor. In cursed armor. So you have to chip away the armor before you can kill them. Oh yeah, and get this. The elites, the big guys who carry around the LMGs. The LMGs. Yeah, there's a few of them now in armor and they carry chainsaws. Oh crap. <laughs> so it's like, you hated these types in the other two games. Now we're giving you even more to fuck you over. <laughs> Which, funny enough, still sounds fun. Oh yeah, I've seen, like, I've seen those part in Nazi Zombies in, um, Zombie Army 3, where you, I think it's close to the end mission or one of them, where the doors of one of these very large buildings ha opens and an entire fucking horde shambles out down these stairs and you're there on a mounted machine gun wasting them <laughs> so you can imagine how big the horde is oh crap <laughs> can you say bye bye frame rate <laughs> <laughs> it's Massive, and the best thing is it in it has some of these elites with chainsaws and armor. I'm sorry, but if you thought the elites with the LMGs were a pain, try running away from one that's running towards you with a chainsaw. <laughs> oh, you know, it'd be funny. What? If they didn't even turn the chainsaw on; they're just swinging at you like a club. <laughs> oh my god! It'll be funny. Yeah, it would be terrifying. It would be very, it would get incredibly frustrating, especially if one of them, especially if you're cornered and one of them is running towards you with a chainsaw going rat ta 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 it sounds very, very fun, and I think it looks absolutely brilliant. And you know what the very, you know what the funny thing is, though? This came out of Sniper Elite. Yep. <laughs> and I'm willing to bet Nazi zombies are more popular. Yeah, because fair enough, you can say Nazi zombies are very well, are very overused, which retrospect they kind of are. But at least in Sniper Elite, they have a they have a sort of storyline behind them. Like you can't really say, you can't really say it's a decent storyline without really going into it. 
but at least it has some foundations for what is happening. And why sure. it's happening. I mean, let's face it, if pushed to the brink, where everything you know is done, this is just from the cutscene in the first game, where Hitler goes nuts and says, The Fatherland will not fall! And then he pretty much executes Plan Z, which is the zombie horde. I'm sorry, but if your back is against the wall, would you not do anything you could? And let's face it, he's just got this relic that can create an army of the dead. Do it! Do it! <laughs> yeah, I'd do it. Then again, I'd do it for, for fun. You know what? You're gonna love the second game, because in the opening intro, the zombies are bashing on the door of Hitler's bunker. So they're trying, they're coming after Hitler. And he just goes, this was meant to protect us! Holding up the single piece that he's got, and the only remaining soldier with him in the in the bunker goes, But mein Fiora, we needed all the free pieces. So Hitler just has this face on his just has his face as if to say, You what? He then walks up to the guy, puts his arm around him, and he just goes and then he proceeds to beat his face in with the relic piece. <laughs> he's there, the guy's on the ground, he's there beating his head in with the relic piece, and he goes, Now you tell me this! And I'm just like, oh my god, that is You gotta admit, wouldn't you do the same? <laughs> You're like, you heard me start the plan, and you don't tell me about it all, you asshole! You, you, you're the one who's meant to be in charge of this. You're the one who's meant to make sure that the zombies are under our control and that they serve the fatherland. And you forget to fucking tell me that we need free pieces? No, no. <laughs> I'll kill you! <laughs> I don't even know how the second guy died. All I know is he died and Hitler's walking around with a Luger. <laughs> Which, for all the flack that I can imagine the game gets just because it's Hitler. I'm sorry, but that just makes sense and it works. <laughs> yeah. And the yeah. funny thing the funny thing is, he is turned into a zombie at the end. He's still alive in the first game, by the way. And then he gets turned into a zombie. He gets turned into a zombie at the beginning of the second game, I believe it is. And in the third game, when you return to Berlin, if you look at the trailers, he is standing in front of the horde, even the opening intro. He is there standing in front of the horde as a zombie Hitler, and he says the exact same thing he said in the bunker. The Fatherland will not fall! So even in death, Hitler says the Fatherland will not fall. Well, look on the bright side. He finally has his army. And they do and listen to And they're not trying him. to eat him now. Oh, no. He's one of them. Uh-huh. And the funny thing is, he does What could we do that makes Hitler worse than Hitler? Let's make him zombie, Hitler! I like how you think. And let's make him open a hellmouth and summon a giant version of himself that serves as the demon. Yes, you do get to fight a giant zombie Hitler who looks like a demon. And the only way to beat the demon is to throw the corpses of the Impaler, the Blood Countess, and I can't remember the third one, into the Hellmouth, and then the giant 
turns Hitler around, grabs him, turns into stone, drops him when it breaks. You then have to shoot Hitler in the head, pick up his body, and toss him into the hellmouth. And then you have to throw in the relic and shoot the relic. Damn. Defeat you know what that reminds me of? What? I'm not sure if it was a AAA game, but I hated the game with a passion. But you can imagine why it got so popular. Lollipop Chainsaw. <laughs> I watched an entire playthrough of that, and I was just like, Oh my god, what is happening? You can see why it was popular. There's an achievement for looking up her skirt. Yep. The only redeeming factor in that game for me was the sensei. Pervy old man as he was, I thought he was hilarious. Nope, that didn't even save it for me. And what pissed me off all the mower was they were making fun of the punks, they were making fun of the goths, they were making fun of everybody. I'm like, rock music is awesome, fuck off! Excuse I'm a goth, so fuck off twice! Excuse me, the zombie drummer who looks like a viking? He looks badass! Yeah, but they're still making fun of the fuckers. <laughs> I'm sorry, but the goth they put in there? No, I'm a goth. He was, that was not a proper goth, that was a wannabe. Oh, what was his name now? Um, Squall? Swall? Some, some weird name. Squat Bucket. I can't remember his name, I think it was Squawk or something like that. Sean, Squawk, Squall. I can't remember his name. Suck a dick and swallow. <laughs> Uh, I did find the zombie Elvis funny. Oh, uh, that that I was willing to deal with, but even then, like, but then again, people have been making fun of Elvis since he was so alive. Hell, Eminem made fun of him in that fucking music video, um, where he's dressed up like Rap Boy. <laughs> uh, without me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And do you want to know the one reason I remember that song so well? Why? You know how Logan and me are? Yeah. He says, if you and me were in that video, I'd be Dr. Dre, you'd be Eminem. <laughs> and he doesn't mean that as in I'd be the star. It's I'd be the crazy one going nuts in the <laughs> seat next to him. And he's just looking at me like, yep, he's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I tell you what else I am. Um, I'm trying to remember now. There was this one game I played. I can't remember if it was indie or AAA. But it was um. Oh God, what was it now? I think it was AAA because like back then they didn't really support um indie games. Indie. Yeah. It was um. Oh, what was it now? Jack and Dexter. Hmm. Now, to be I think on, that was made by Activision, which was a AAA yeah, yeah, yeah. back then. Yeah. I don't think they still do in games anymore. But here's the thing. I loved Jack and Dexter. I thought it was brilliant. And then it went to the third installment where I went, wait, what? Because the one thing that kind of confused me in the third installment was the um, leader of the Desert Raiders. Jack has this seal on him, and it's apparently all that he remembers from his father. 
Bear in mind, in the first game, Jack is in a completely another universe. And doesn't even talk. He doesn't even talk. And yet, in this... Are you just gonna go, Maybe. <laughs> but in the third game, what really confused me is that they try and put this connection in of Jack being the Desert Raider's son. And I'm just like, how does that work? Like, I could see what they were trying to do with, like, the family bonds or something like that. And I guess it is a parallel. You know what they were universe. trying to do? What? They were trying to do video game logic. <laughs> oh, that is true. But I tell you what I really, really like. Let's be honest, it isn't the best logic. It is just not. Like just Cause 2. It's not the best logic, but you have to admit, if you've ever played Jack and Dexter, it is funny and fun to play. It is fun to play. When I was a little kid, one of the first games... First video game I ever played was Grand Theft Auto Vice City. Hmm. It was literally Grand Theft Auto Vice City. But one of the games that, well, would be considered a more child-appropriate game I ever played was Spyro. Spyro! I remember him. Which, yeah, which was, and it was literally the one that had the little midget king guy. And whatnot, and they summoned you through some portal or some bullshit. It was kind of like a Mario thing. I remember. And I remember playing that. And the reason I remember playing it was always for the same reason I could never beat One World, which drove me badass! <laughs> and it was literally that one you had to race around the flying island. I could never beat it, and I was going, I hate you so much! But at the same time, I liked it because you got to fly, finally! <laughs> Do you know what else I played as a kid that was oh, a very, very man. good game? Here's the thing. I played this game, and it was called Tie the Tasmanian Tiger. The fuck? <laughs> I was about to say, I bet no one has ever even heard of that game. You are basically ah. a Tasmanian tiger in Australia throwing around elementary charge boomerangs. You have a boomerang that's a time bomb. And it fucking works. You have a koala who makes the boomerangs for you. And he is just funny. And I played for this game. I'm trying to picture this all in my head, but it sounds like the weird setup for a yippie movie. <laughs> It's, it's, you could say that I thought the game was bloody hilarious. Like, hold on. I'm going to bring it up right now. Ty the oh, Tasmanian God. Tiger. Here we go. Ty the Tasmanian Tiger. You can search this up on Google. And I played I'm going to do that game. on my phone. And I played this game, and I thought it was absolutely brilliant. Because I thought it was damn near hilarious. And the reason I thought it was damn near hilarious was... It's a Tasmanian tiger running around throwing boomerangs. How could you not fall in love with this? <laughs> and they added in. Fuck you, that's how. <laughs> they added in all these different characters. Like, they added in Ty. No, not Ty. They added in, um, what was his name? They added in Sly. That was his name, Sly. Who was sort of like the counter to Ty. But he does become a good guy. And I quite like Sly. Sly was pretty good. As I said, he was sort of like the anti-equivalent to Ty. But 
He just worked as like this antagonist who becomes an ally. He's the one who gives you the time bomb boomerang, which is an alteration of his skull and crossbones boomerang, which you throw into the heart of the machine, which is operated by Ostrich, I believe. And you have to fly it through the machine to blow up the heart. This was tie one. There's apparently four games. I can barely remember the first one. Uh, but I just. But you know what's sad, and it's a game I actually remember and remember playing. Conquer's Bad Fur Day. Oh my god. That fucking game. From the huge turd you have to fight to his dear am... girlfriend no, 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 to no, no, the no. bees trying to bang the sunflower with the huge breasts. No, 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 no. It oh. is not. It is not the giant poo. It is. <clears throat> I am the great mighty poo, and I'm going to throw my shit at you. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I love that. Uh, I thought it was funny. Uh, <laughs> oh my god! It was a painful game to play, but I still played it, and I still laugh. <laughs> you could say it was downright stupid and immature. I'm sorry, but that is exactly what the game was meant to be, and you can tell. There was a part of the game when you had to feed the cows prunes to get them to shit. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> and they take the piss out of so much that it's hilarious. They take the piss out of the Matrix. <laughs> yep. Oh, God. That game was just a million flavors of what the fuck. <laughs> oh, God. And I'm willing to bet somewhere out there they made fucking, because this is the internet, there's fucking porn on it. There probably is. And you know what the funny thing is? Mm-hmm. There's Conker's Bad Fur Day Reloaded, which is the remastered edition. Gods, no. Gods, no. No. Yes, there is a remastered version. was enough? <laughs> There's a remastered version with improved graphics called Conker's Bad Fur Day. And you know what the really funny thing is, though? Conker didn't even start in Conker's Bad Fur Day. Conker started as a kid's game where they learned to count. Someone saw this little squirrel teaching kids to count involved, you know what, we need to give him a really bad day. <laughs> and now comes Conker's bad for a day. Turned pretty well for him. He became king. King, the big breasted chick, and all other chicks, and... You know who I did like in that game? Who? I like Death. He was fucking <laughs> funny. He was fucking funny. Oh god, he was so tiny. I couldn't take him seriously. I, know. I could not take yeah, him that's seriously. Why he's so funny. He was smaller than Conker. And Conker's what, two feet tall? Pretty much. I couldn't take him seriously. 
Oh, but I thought it was funny. I thought it was hilarious. Who wouldn't? <laughs> oh god. <laughs> I'm still laughing. I'm actually looking. I'm actually looking it up, and apparently that game is out for Xbox. Oh god. What Conquer's Bad Fur Day or Conquer's Bad Fur Day Reloaded? Conquer's Bad Fur Day Reloaded. Play it. <laughs> I've played it, I just haven't played it in ages. <laughs> oh god. Uh, I don't know if that was an indie or what. I think it was a triple A title. Looks like it was an indie. I think it was a triple A title. Or at least back then what would have counted as triple A. I can't remember. Yeah, probably. And then you had, um... Oh, uh, what was it now? I played Sly Cooper. Which I thought was pretty good. I like Sly Cooper and the Phoebeus Raccoonus. Try and say that when you're drunk. Nah. And then you had um, Sly Cooper 2, you had Sly Cooper 3, Honor Among Thieves. I can't remember the title for the second one. I think it was Band of Thieves or something like that. And um, it really did to me. I loved like, these were the two games I played as a kid, mostly, and the ones I remember. Ratchet and Clank, and Sly Cooper. <laughs> Which, immediately someone is gonna say, But Oni, aren't you an Xbox guy? Well, now. But back then, I played PlayStation. And I played a hell of a lot of it. And here's the thing, here's a story. The only reason I got an Xbox is because I went over my aunt's once, and my cousin Ross was there. And he was playing on the original Xbox in one of the WWE games, right? So he goes to me, Aaron, would you like a game? And I say, sure. Bear in mind, I had never even seen an Xbox controller at the time. So I'm there looking at it, and I'm like, what fucking buttons do I press? He kicks my ass five ways to Sunday, right? And I am, I, as a kid, I was a very sore loser. <laughs> so we get home. And my mom goes to me, Aaron, are you okay? I turn around to her and go, Mom, I want an Xbox. <laughs> and she goes, why? And he goes, because I want to beat Ross. <laughs> that was my reason for getting an Xbox, because I wanted to beat Ross. And do you know what the really funny thing is? Mm. I never got my fucking rematch. <laughs> I never played WWE with Ross again. So I never, so I never really got the rematch, and I never beat him. Huh. And that's how that's I became an Xbox guy. Kind of sad. I know it's kind of sad, but at the same time, I do like a few of the games on Xbox. But at the same time, I really miss playing on the old PlayStations, playing like Ratchet and Clank, Sly Cooper, Ty the Tasmanian Tiger. Anybody would. I miss playing like the old games that I used to play, like the the really nostalgia ones. Like people will say, "Didn't you play Mario?" No, I did not play Mario. I can't. I did at a couple points. I think the only, I think the first Mario game I ever played was. Oh God, I'm really gotta think now. Um, the first Mario game I played was. You know what? It wasn't even a Mario game. The first game I played with Mario in it was Super Smash Bros. Brawl for the Wii. 
I've never I've never played a Mario game. I have. And um, I played um what do you call that? Markiplier played it not long ago in a stream for a charity. And um, I actually had played that game and I beat all but one fucking world and it was literally the one just before Bowser's Castle. <laughs> I had to get my dad to beat it which cost me an ass kicking but I got him to do it just so I can go fight Bowser and beat the game. And I had that for the Game Boy. As you can imagine it's a lot harder to play on. Here's the thing though. I never had a Game Boy. I never had a Nintendo 64. The first console I got was the original PlayStation. And from... Okay, here's the list of consoles. I had the PlayStation. I had the PlayStation 2. I had the GameCube, believe it or not. I had the Nintendo DS. I had the original Xbox. I had the Xbox 360. I had the Nintendo DXL. I had the Nintendo DSi. I had the Nintendo DSi XL. I've got the. <laughs> I've even got the. I've even got the Nintendo DSi XL Mario Anniversary Edition, the Mario 20, 20 years Anniversary Edition, I believe it is. I had the Wii. I've had the. Currently, I've got the Xbox One, and I've got my PC. So I've had a few consoles in my day, and I have never. I've had. had... I've had a lot less than that, mostly because of where I was living. But I've had the PlayStation 1, the PlayStation 2, I had a Nintendo 64, Super Nintendo. I had the PlayStation 3 now, Xbox, Xbox 360, the PC, and that was about it. <laughs> a much shorter list. Yeah, but that's the thing, though. I never really played the Nintendo 64, I never really played the Game Boy, and a lot of people say many great games came out on the Nintendo 64, and I'm just like, never played it. Never had the console, never played the games. Sorry. First time I played Mario Kart was on the Wii. <laughs> I don't know. I, 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 I never played the Wii just like I never played with the Kinect on the Xbox 360 for the same reason. I don't like doing that shit. I, I tried the Kinect. I actually play the sport. Mm. Here's the thing as well though. The first time I played a Zelda game. Zelda, Zelda Twilight Princess. On the Wii. Huh. I feel like I jump into certain series way too far into them. <laughs> oh yeah. But the funny thing is, I will pick them up relatively quick, because I know Bowser, I know Princess Peach, or Princess Toadstool, I know Mario, Luigi, Wario, Waluigi, I know Daisy from Sarasaland, I know the Koopas, I know the Goombas, I know the Goombos. Yes, there's two distinct variations. So even if I jump into a series early, I will still pick up relatively quickly. Because I never played Fallout, I never played Fallout 2. The first Fallout game I played was Fallout 3. But I instantly got the idea of what the Fallout universe was, what it entailed with the vaults and everything. And I was like, oh, that makes sense. So if something. See, I played Fallout 1, I played a little of Fallout 2. Sorry, I, I played the shit out of Fallout 3. 
And Fallout New Vegas I played a bit of, but I still prefer 3. A lot of people... Like, say what you want about New Vegas. Mm. I still say 3 had it be. People say... 3 was the moneymaker. People say New Vegas is shit compared to Fallout 3. I disagree, but here's the thing. I agree that Fallout 3 is better than New Vegas, but I disagree with them saying Fallout New Vegas was shit. It had its good points. It and did. It, and it had its good moments. It had its very good moments. Mm-hmm. But the That's thing, the thing, every game has that, it's just, yeah. some people, if it's not exactly like, say, because it wasn't exactly like 3, they're gonna shit on it just because it wasn't exactly like the other game. However, if it had been exactly like the other game, like people did with Far Cry, they would say, oh, this sucks, it's just like the other game. It's just like a carbon copy. Here's the thing, though. With Fallout, New v with Fallout 3, it was set in the capital, it was set in Washington, D.C. In New Vegas, it was set in Las Vegas. It was set in the Nevada desert. So, of course, things are going to be different, and it's not going to be as jam-packed as it was in the first game. And I still had fun. Yeah. I still had fun with New Vegas. I still had fun exploring, finding all the different factions, actually interacting with all the other people. I even walked into the King's Hideout, walked up to the leader with his mechanical dog, Rex, and he looked at me, and he starts speaking as if he's Elvis, and I'm just like, nope, you're not Elvis. Power fist to the face. Mm. Bear in mind, I ran out of the strip faster than you can say, he just killed the king! But yeah, I had fun. See, my thing is, I... Like I said, on one profile, on one character, I had little stories in my head, I met them, I did the quests, and I tried to take over New Vegas. Well, no, uh, that's when I joined the Caesar's Lease and I tried to get everyone to be a puppet. And on the other one, I just slaughtered everyone so I could take over. <laughs> Literally, it wasn't even... I would do all their quests, get their money, do the quests, and then I would just go, Okay, I did all your quests and you guys love me now. I'm gonna kill you all. You have to admit, for all the flack New Vegas gets, New Vegas had some interesting characters. It had some interesting boys, it had some interesting characters. I I thought it was pretty good. It wasn't as good as 3, but I thought it was still pretty good. 3 was still definitely the, the creme de la creme of Fallout. <laughs> it wasn't what I was expecting when I heard about the game. But I very quickly fell for three. Three you know, was amazing. You know what I and think? I played the shit out of it. You know what I think? A lot of people's problems were in Fall in Fallout New Vegas, because in Fallout One, mm. Fallout Two, and Fallout Three, you were a vault dweller. You came out of the vault. Whereas in Fallout New Vegas, you got shot in the head and left for dead. You were a courier. To me, if people, to me that to to me. That would set a lot of people, or at least a few people, off because it doesn't follow the same sort of introductions as the other games. It's something yeah. new, it doesn't involve the vaults. You can still visit the vaults, but you're not a vault dweller yourself. You don't have that connection to them. Whereas in Fallout 3, yeah. you had a love interest in the vaults. I can't remember her name. You had a love interest, you had bullies, you had dad. You weren't yeah. a vault dweller, but yeah. you were grown up there. Yeah. It had a lot of connection back to it. Yeah, and let's face it, even in Fallout 3, 
you felt a connection to the vault, especially with the love interest, and I remember this for the sole reason I get attached to RPGs when I get engrossed in the universe. I become very attached. When I got the radio message from the love interest saying that something was wrong in the vault and I needed to be there quick, I dropped the immediate quest I was doing, which was halfway complete by the way, and I hiked it across Washington DC, through the super mutants by the way, all the way back to the vault. I made it there on one HP with a broken leg. <laughs> I still made it. <laughs> if that doesn't show commitment, I don't know what does. <laughs> and she still told me to get the fuck out when I did the quest for her. Bitch. Yeah, you know what I did? When I went back, I killed everyone. You fucking bastards. <laughs> oh no, I didn't kill her. I sold her to Paradise Falls. Oh my. Oh, what was Paradise Falls now? I can't remember. It was a slaver city. Oh, oh wait, that was, um... Her and Butch. That was, um... Paradise... I sold to the slavers. Wasn't, um, wasn't there that guy in Paradise Falls who wore the smoking jacket? The bright red smoking jacket? Yeah, he wore the zoop suit. Yeah, that was uh... it. I remember him. Yeah. He also sold you that one companion. Yeah, which is what this, which is what I like about Fallout in general. It has interesting characters. It has interesting narratives. I'm sorry, you can go to a oasis in Fallout 3 and speak to a giant tree named Harold. Yep, you can. I'm sorry, but the moment you can talk to a tree, I am sold, and he has a backstory to him. He wasn't always a tree. <laughs> he wasn't always a tree. I don't know how, but he went from a human to a tree. Well, actually, I can explain that, but that would be going into some very... Suffice to say, you would feel like Bobo the Clown again. Yeah. Here's the thing, though. I don't mind feeling like Bobo the Clown when it comes to games I love, but the really thing I don't get is in Fallout 2, you can speak to Harold whilst he was still human, and you can even see he's got a little sprout coming out the top of his head. <laughs> he's got the sprout of a tree, so he's already half... he's already becoming a tree. And that's what I love about the Fallout universe, that they bring these old characters back, because Harold was in Fallout 2, and he's in Fallout 3! Mm -hmm. Yay! History! But, um... But yeah, that's what I did. When I went back to the vault, I, I sold uh, Amada and Butch into the slavers. <laughs> and I killed everybody else. What did they say when you sold them to the slavers? I can imagine it wasn't very nice. It wasn't, but that's okay. I later got a mod, and I went back, and I went and got her as a companion. Very nice. That was like, well, since you've now been used by every slaver in the area, let me see if you're any use to me. <laughs> so now that you've become a cum dump for every single slaver in the colony, do you mind um, coming with me? Do you want to, like, come with me? Get away from all this? No? Okay, bye-bye. Oh no, she came. She came with me. And what? And what's funny is because the mod was like new, she would not really work very well in battle at times. Mm. And she kept dying, and I got really mad. But I said, you know what? Went all the way back to Paradise Falls, left her there, got my other one that you buy, and I left with her. 
just because Amada was a dumb bitch that didn't know how to pick up her gun. But then again, it was the mod's fault. Yeah, I can agree with that. And let's face it, you, over the list of the characters you can get as companions in Fallout, who didn't try and get the dog? Who didn't try and get Dogmate? And what a name for a dog. Ah, see, in, even in the one I was killing everything, I wanted to kill that fucking dog, but <laughs> I saved it and all that, and I'm looking at it like, ah, come with me. <laughs> it was sitting on the floor giving you the puppy eyes as if to say, Master? Yeah, that's what sold, and I was like, okay, you gotta come with me, come on! You're just like, god damn you, you fucking dog! <laughs> I have a weak spot for dogs. That's <laughs> oh. not so much, but I like him. Dog me was one of my favorite. he's a dog! I don't know why, but for some reason- Of he's a dog. There was, um, talking about that, talking about that. You know who I owe, whose armor I loved walking around in after getting it? Who's? That chick who was the ant queen. Oh, I the remember whole that. superhero city yeah. place. I was just like, this place is fucking awesome. <laughs> That's another thing as well. Where uh, in any I'm other gonna game, kill both of them, and I did. Where in any game would you expect to be randomly walking through a town and automatically see two superheroes having an argument with each other? One of them commands insects, and the other one commands robots, and you're just standing there in the middle, going, "What the fuck is going on?" Yeah, see, apparently, because I killed him the first time around with my evil guy, because I always had the evil guy and the neutral guy. Yeah. Or the guy who just wanted to conquer shit, but in that case, it was the neutral guy. And uh, with the evil guy, I killed them, obviously, and I took their shit. And I just, like, I kept all my stuff as trophies. Like, I got the Tenpenny Tower yeah. apartment, because I blew up Megaton. And then after that, I let the zomb the ghouls in to kill everybody. <laughs> then I killed all the ghouls and had the tower to myself. <laughs> and for the sake of a story, I had a I always I planted a shitload of frag mines all around it and in it. Raided the whole thing. I had my whole room stocked. I was not a very nice person. Yeah, but that's another thing as well when it comes to games like Fallout. Even if you don't but, follow but the storyline. Before, before you continue. Yeah. But before you continue. But on the other one, I actually found out you could get Miss Ant and Miss Robo to actually become a couple. Isn't it Miss Ant and Mr. Robo? <laughs> but what imagine them telling that story to their kids. How did you meet Mommy? Oh, shit. <laughs> um, this is going to get weird. Well, you know those suits that mommy and daddy keep in the closet? You mean the ones you use for sexy time? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I would. I told be... you to stop watching that. I'd be, I'd be terrible. <laughs> oh, but that would be brilliant. That's what I mean. It's the charm of the universe. It's the charm of the games where anything can happen. You cannot help but love it. I mean, yeah. come on, you. Then can... there was the um. There was the, 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 there was the dictatorship of Tom or some shit like that. I don't know what it was. The Republic of Tom, I think. Oh. I actually found a way to become a citizen so that I could be elected king. Oh, you mean that um bloody colony? Yeah. I'm sorry, but I spent five minutes in there and I just went, okay, I'm going to walk 
out the door, walk to the gate, check my ammo, load my gun, turn around, and all you fuckers are going to die. <laughs> I actually found a way to become the king and all the evil one. I kind of fat man nuked them, then ate them. <laughs> Whoopsie! Oh my god. The only place that survived, and it's because I never got the mod for it, was the place with the kids in the tunnels. Oh, the urchin camp. Yeah, otherwise... Um, what was what was that called? <laughs> what was that called now? Little Light or something like that? It had a really stupid name, but I can't. I think it was Little Light or something it like that. It was whatever it was, but it was funny. It I was, even did yeah. the quest where you go and capture one as a slave. Yeah, I remember that. But that was like, that was the charm of the universe. All this random shit makes it come alive. And you can believe it. Because mm -hmm. nothing really feels out of place. I say nothing feels out of place when we were just talking about a fucking robot and an ant. <laughs> but it never did. It never fell out of place. It just felt like something I wacky. Especially all the little things you could find. Like, you could find the notes of somebody and then just stumble upon their corpse if you actually went to the place or you actually found them. Yeah. I'd be like, holy shit, I wasn't expecting to find you. Or I'd see their corpse and I went, well, you're dead. What do you got on you? Here's another thing as well that I loved about Fallout 3. Because I had all the DLC in it. I had the DLC where you could go into space and become an alien. Well, I say an alien. You could get adopted by aliens. I set a samurai free. Here's the thing. I set a samurai from the feudal era in, and he just ran right at them with a fucking katana, slicing them to pieces, and I just went, yep, I'm not pissing him off. <laughs> For some reason, I then love that. Then he had the cowboy. Oh, the cowboy was hilarious. The little girl as well, who could somehow pilot a spaceship. Mm. I don't know how that works, but it works. Now, see, here's my thing. As a lot of people like that DLC. I hated it. I thought it was alright. I felt right. that DLC spoiled Fallout. I thought it was an okay DLC for some laughs. No, my thing was, aliens in general, I hate the topic. Mm -hmm. Like, I hated the alien blasters. I hated everything. I wanted it to be pure human sci-fi world. I don't like alien sci-fi shit. Yeah. I'm not yeah. saying I'm so ignorant that I believe we're the only species in the world. It's just it doesn't interest me. Yeah. Which makes sense. You're entitled to your own opinion. And I can see how people would get disconnected from the series after that DLC. But another good DLC that I liked, I can't remember the name of it, but you end up going to this island, and the island is perpetually covered in fog. And there's this one ghoul who wears a suit. And he's in this sort of blood rivalry with a brain. Now, when I say that... I remember that, that DLC. It was like a swamp yeah, area. Yeah, And no, they had the hillbilly yeah. mutants, and they were really... Had, like, altars with dolls and shit and yeah. whatnot. And they had all kinds of new weapons and double-barrel shotgun, which I loved. Yeah, that's the one. But I'm sorry, the interactions between the ghoul and the brain in a jar... They were just so funny. <laughs> and I'm just oh, like, yeah. I'm just like, okay, the alien DLC was alright, but this fucking fits. This fits with the universe. I loved it. That that felt like just spot on. And the pit. I liked the pit. Ooh, the pit I did like. There was one problem with it though. What? No matter what, no matter how I tried it, 
I always ended up taking over the pit. <laughs> becoming the new pit lord. Yeah, I couldn't help it. You know what happened to me? They let me go. Because you know how there's that disease that's going around and they ask you to kidnap the child? Yeah. I did that and then the, the mother tells me that they've been working on it as well. And I'm just like, you know what, I don't really feel like kidnapping this kid. <laughs> so I let the kid go. I, I give them back the kid, I go to the thing, he gets all pissy at me and I'm just like, you asked me to steal a kid from loving parents who are also trying to fix the problem and now you're going to have a go at me I have a revolver in my hand do you want me to use it the thing is like they were on oh but they're slavers and blah 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 and they're not really slavers they're just looking for labor and this is all they can find they still treat you better than some slavers out there Paradise Falls no, they actually took care of their slaves. And, um, i tell you what else I did like as well. It did sort of break away from it, but I did like it at the same time. Operation Anchorage. I liked it for the fact of it wasn't, like, supposed to be set in that world. It was supposed to be, like, a hologram thing that you went through. Yeah, it was a hologram And I didn't mind it, especially because it introduced a lot of new stuff. Yeah. And put it this way, I liked it because it was a way to get the power armor trailing early. <laughs> that was one of the main reasons yeah. I liked it. That was probably a lot of reasons why people liked it. But I liked it as but well. But my thing was, I loved the stealth suit. Yeah, the stealth suit I was amazing. I loved that suit. It's the Chinese you know where stealth suit. I pretty much set up a base with my evil guy for the most longest amount of time. Where? That house in the middle of the cemetery with the Abraham Lincoln shrine. Oh, isn't there a right gun next in to there? the fact the factory with the Chinese soldiers that sold, made the little cakes and shit? Isn't there a um? Isn't there a gun in one of those things? What's it called now? It's like a special revolver, if I'm thinking right. I'm not sure. I think it's called the Liberator. Not sure. But I love, I love that. <laughs> that was his base for a long time, and transferring all the shit from there to the Pentany Tower. Oh god, that took so long. Let me guess, you hoarded a lot of shit. I was the guy who I had my own little story to it. So I had a container for food, a container for liquids, container for certain kinds of guns, container for other kinds of guns, a container for ammo, container for explosives. Container for valuables. Then I had a, a container for all my trophies of like special kills and rare armors and shit. I could just imagine that if somebody makes a mod where you can create your own house, you would create pretty much a hunting lodge. Where you would have stands after stands after stands of just all your trophies. Yeah. And in Skyrim, they did something like that, and I did use it. Yeah, that was the, um... Oh, uh, I've got that DLC, but I can't remember what it's called. Where you can create your own home. But that's not even the one. I had... Someone made a mod specifically for me because of, uh... My roleplay, where they literally made Nyland's castle. They made every detail almost perfect. 
And then, because I'm knowing how also, uh, OCD I am, they made a room just for me to hang every single trophy I could find. <laughs> I was a happy panda. Nyland is a happy panda. Oh hey, my god. I'll do it. <laughs> oh anyway, I think boy. we've rambled off course of this topic way long enough. That reminded me of one of the comments you posted on one of my YouTube videos where you went, You started role playing and then stop. This is not good for people with limited brain capacity like me. Do not make me stab a panda. I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Oh god. But anyway, yeah, I think we've rambled off course of this topic way far enough, and we've been on it long enough. So we shall now continue with topic four, which is commentary. Mm -hmm. now, before we start, and I do have to apologize for this, I'm going to get something to eat and something to drink because I'm thirsty and hungry. So if you need to do anything, do it now. We'll come back and restart. Okay, everybody? Yes, yeah, I'm going to get me something to eat. Okay. Take care. We'll be right back in a moment. Good evening, everybody, and welcome back. Now, me and Nyland went to get something to eat and drink. We struck up a little conversation. Yeah, because he knows I play Subnautica on YouTube, and he knows this one little trick that I absolutely hate about the game, so he's come up with a little bit of a challenge for me. Explain the challenge, you evil and glorious bastard, whilst I eat sausages. <laughs> I know you like sausage in your mouth. And I know you swallow now, because you're eating them. But my little challenge was... I've yet to see anyone do it, which is travel to the Aurora by sea glide. Nor has anyone ever built their base in or under the Aurora, where the Reapers are. Three of them, by the way. So my challenge to Oni was to go to the Aurora by Sea Glide and build his base under or inside the Aurora. His only out clause is if a Reaper kills him, he is allowed to stop, so long as the video is posted on YouTube as proof. And he probably knows I'd upload it anyway. Just because if a Reaper does find me and starts chasing me, I am going to curse his name to the highest of heavens and to the lowest of hell's depths. You're allowed to curse my name through the entire video every five seconds. I don't care. I will still laugh. <laughs> and I will find and give the video to more people so they can laugh. At the torture you're putting your friend through. Please, I've done the same and worse to them. Well, not the same, but I've done similar. He knows I hate the Aurora. He knows I don't like going there due to those free fucking Reaper Leviathans, which I have managed to avoid. But on a sea glide? <laughs> you can tell I'm not looking forward to this. 
Are you gonna do it? Oh yeah. Good. When can I expect the video to be up? And you have to say it so that your anyone listening knows when to look it up. It's three AM now for me. If we end the podcast around about four, four AM, I can probably get the episode done tonight and edited up by tomorrow, so tomorrow afternoon, my time, so that would be, I'd say, considering I sleep like the dead when I want to, I'd say 4 p.m. onwards, you can roundabout expect the video to be up by tomorrow, 4 p.m. onwards. Now I have one thing to say before you say you're going to do this. Okay. And that is, if you fail to do it in the time you have said, if you fail to have it up by tomorrow, even if it's at night, it has to be up before midnight tomorrow your time. Or you have to do it anyway, but if a reaper kills you, you still have to go back and finish the base. So if I do it, but I don't get it up, by the time I've specified. By tomorrow, by the end of tomorrow, or the time I've specified, then I have to do it, Reaper or no. Yep. Great. Fucking fabulous. <laughs> and the only reason I say that is A, it's very... It's perfectly fine for me to make you agree to that because, by your own word, you're saying you're going to do something. So if you break it, the punishment is in you know in order, as all yeah. challenges have their punishments. Oh yeah. And just because it'll in- it give you an incentive to do it. <laughs> no. And it- if you're doing it at night, where you're going through the water at night and you hear the noises and you start to go. Ee- Oh, that's going to be fun to watch. You know what? I've just had an idea. Uh-huh. I'm going to do this right now. Oh, and really? Here's the thing we're going to do. I'm not going to turn off Skype. I'm going to keep Skype open so you can hear me as I do it. Oh, and I'll be in the video too, I guess? Yeah, you'll be in the video too. You'll be, you'll be, you'll hmm. be Clarence. You'll be the Clarence in this. Oh, it's not Cletus? Cletus, Clarence, I can't remember his name. I think it's Clarence. Eh, whatever. I'll be your Cletus. So, this is going to be the end of this episode of the podcast. We've got a good few hours in of it. And I'm going to get on the challenge he has set me, and he's going to be in it as well. The bastard. And I am going to curse his name. If I see a Reaper Leviathan, by God, I am going to throw my sea glide down its throat. <laughs> and while he's screaming and dying, I will be laughing so loud you won't even be able to hear his last words. My last words will be, damn you, Nylon, I hope this Reaper Leviathan shits me out on top of you. <laughs> I don't That's know how. I don't know how that will work, but you never know.
You know what you're gonna do if you do die and you put the video up? Make the thumbnail the Reaper named Nylon and you flipping it off. <laughs> oh, that would be brilliant. Just before it eats you. Okay. So this has been Oni of Tainted Nylon. This has been episode three of Inside to Insanity. We're going to get on this Subnautica challenge. It feels like torture to me. But anyway, I hope you all enjoyed. Take care. Sayonara. Any outro for you, Nylon? All I want to say is to any of you that are still watching and downloading, thank you very much. You've given us a lot of incentive to continue this. This is a lot of fun for us. If you subscribe, that's awesome. We'll, we're thinking of some kind of award to give people who subscribe, like let them in on the podcast, let them do something, suggest something. I don't know. We're thinking of something. But if you subscribed, we love you all the more. Welcome to the asylum. <laughs> Welcome to the asylum, as he says. And with that, I say, good night and Godspeed. <laughs>